you were expecting someone else, this is the Intrepid 007 Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Intrepid 007 Podcast. Thank you again for joining me. Today is another episode of That's What She Said. And um, when I did the first episode, my wife was kind of unsure how that was going to go. She was kind of unsure about me talking about her and etc. Um, and uh, I think that this episode probably will go a little bit better because she's listened to that episode and she's quite comfortable with what was said and truly really doesn't have anything to hide. Um, her opinions are her opinions. Um, her opinions are absolutely valid as well. Um, and um, like I said, she's not as a diehard fan of James Bond as me, but she does appreciate the films as well, especially the Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig ones. So continuing on with the theme that we have, we talked about Casino Royale last episode. This episode, we are going to be talking about Quantum of Solace. Now, I didn't necessarily have notes taken while we did Quantum of Solace, while we were watching it the other night. Um, so I kind of reapproached the question afterwards with my wife, and I kind of just slid it in there and asked her um, what she thought of the movie. So this is what she had to say. It's one of the worst ones. You mean the one with the Russian actress? Uh, and yes, she means Olga Korolenko, um, who was the Russian actress playing the role of Camille, um, the Bolivian Secret Service agent who was going after General Medrano and Dominic Green. This is kind of one of those loose ends in the story that we kind of never get resolved. Um, and it kind of, not that it doesn't get resolved, but it's not really well explained. We, we kind of understand that she's Secret Service, but we also kind of know she's got a relationship with Dominic Green and she's trying to get to General Medrano and Green kind of more or less sells her out. Um, more on that later. Um, the story was so dumb. That's the one you said had a strike, it showed. And yes, Quantum of Solace is the movie that uh, was notable for having a, um, a writer's strike. Um, and that did show throughout the movie. They kind of, I think that the point was to try and get this movie out to as to not lose momentum from Casino Royale, which I guess possibly was a realistic fear because they had competition coming in from a lot of different movies and a lot of different series. Uh, Mission Impossible was picking up speed. Um, the Jason Bourne series were doing pretty okay during that time as well. Um, and they're all solid competitors. So yeah, the story is a rush. There are some holes in the story that don't necessarily make too much sense. Um, the story was weaker compared to the other the other films. There's kind of some plot holes, and you can tell that there was a lot of improvisation in that movie. The big di dictator guy was a good actor. He is the one who tried to rape the girl. He was good at being disgusting. That's true. The actor who played Medrano really played his role well. He played this big, imposing dictator, um, or general, who was trying to take over um, the police, uh, sorry, not the police, but the, the, the country of Bolivia, and he was getting Quantum to help him make the coup. It, that all makes sense. That was actually probably the better part of the storyline. Adding in the fact that he killed um, Kabi's parents, and all the raping, and... You know, basically, Dominic throwing her at Medrano. 
that whole point was weak. Like Dominic Green knew that all she wanted was Madrano. Does she know that? Did he know that she was Secret Service? What was the point of all that? What was? Where were we going with that? That for me was a weak part of the story. And I mean, of course, my my wife was able to pick that out and right away. I mean, it's it's a big major pothole. Um. And yeah, he was good at being this big, disgusting, rapey kind of dictator general that he played that to a T. He was probably one of the stronger actors. The chief of police as well was a strong actor as well, in my belief. Um, he, he played his role well. Uh, the kind of, I don't care, I'll do whatever you tell me to as long as you're paying me. Um, I think that came across as really, really great. Um, still his involvement in everything, somewhat unnecessary. But anyway, that's how they decided to go on with everything. Um, the fire was dumb. They had no burns. It made no sense. Why was there a bleeping hotel in the middle of the desert with no one in it? There was one waitress. Yeah, that's true. The They said that they commandeered the, the hotel, but there seemed to be a general lack of people in it. I mean, there was a few guards, there was a few cars in there, but there was no other staff apart from that one waitress that Madrano, of course, had to rape because the plot of the story is that he rapes everyone. Um, it didn't make sense, or it didn't make sense. You've got this major hotel in the middle of the desert. There doesn't seem to be a highway to it. There didn't seem to be a parking lot. There didn't seem to be any, you know, activity at the hotel at all. I understand that they commandeered it, but if you're running it as a hotel and people are staying at the hotel, even if it's being commandeered for military purposes, wouldn't there be some sort of a minimum of a staff and wouldn't there be like, you know, things going on? It didn't make sense that the hotel was so empty. And then that everything catches fire and no one's burned and everyone's um, wet um, I, I had difficulty with that as well. Um, the fight scene between Bond and Dominic Green was good. Um, the action was good. Dominic Green's yelling and screaming, kind of awkward. Um, but I guess it worked, you know, it kind of gave him a, a whole character of his own. Uh, the opera scene was cool. It was a cool way to meet. And that, I think, is a great modernization of those Spectre meetings from uh, Thunderball and uh, and such films where they would all sit around at a table and meet. And even in Spectre, the movie, um, they sit around at this table um, and have this private meeting, but it's kind of in a publicish place, whereas um, Quantum meet during an opera and more or less talk to each other through um, those little pins that they had. So they were all connected together, uh, and they all had this conversation, kind of like a group chat, but actually speaking to each other, which I thought was cool as well. It was a cool way, way to meet, and as, as an operation that they're trying to be completely underground, Quantum works really well for that. Uh, Spectre kind of ruins the whole quantum aspect of it later on in the movies. Uh, we'll get to Spectre in a few weeks, and we'll talk about Spectre because I have opinions on that as well. I know my wife is going to have opinions on it too, but I have opinions on Spectre as well, and we'll, we'll get to that when we get there. Um, I do think that the strongest parts of Quantum of Solace were quantum itself, I think, was a good revitalization of the idea of Spectre. 
And I don't think that that should necessarily die in the movies. I think that Quantum does have a chance to have a reemergence and it would be very interesting to see it reemerge in another movie in some way or another. Um, so for Quantum of Solace, some inspiring things came from it. There are certain good aspects of it. The story as a whole is very um, loosely put together and not well worked. But the plot itself, or m some of the major elements of the plot, do work. Some of the auxiliary characters don't work. I think there's too many extra characters in it, and it's too busy. Um, we've got Olga Korenko playing Camille, who is who's one. We've got uh, Felix Leiter and the head of the CIA, that's or the head of the South American branch of the CIA, who is who is in it. Um, we've got Medrano. We've got Green. We've got Elvis. We've got. Um, the the two fellows in the beginning uh, who were who were uh, MI6 gone rogue um, the opera house we've got all these other characters so we've got all these auxiliary characters that you know there's there's some there's there's all this little bits of character development going around for all these people and it's somewhat unnecessary um, strawberry fields was wasted and somewhat unnecessary as well because i mean she doesn't really have i mean cutting her out of the movie altogether wouldn't have been a bad thing they could have done the same thing with with less um but anyway that's what they decided to do like i said this was victim of a writer's strike you know any sort of interruption in any film uh hampers the film or injures the film in some way so this writer's strike um, you know, it, it was it was directors and actors who were contributing to the script. This is not what they do for a living. A director has a role, an actor has a role. Not to say that they're not talented and they don't have good ideas. We know that Daniel Craig has been quite implicated in everything he does with the Bond series. So we know that he is very dedicated to the role. Not to say that the, the director wasn't dedicated to the role either, but they're not writers. They don't you know, there, there's there, there's a role for a reason, um, and yeah, it did hurt the movie, but it, it still came out. It still had some some decent portions to it. Um, when keeps Mister White alive, uh, unless you watch those um, deleted scenes, they would have killed him. But you know, they kept him alive for the movie, uh, let him live another day. Um, so there are, some, I mean, Quantum of Solace as a whole is probably seen in the Daniel Craig films as being one of the weaker ones. Um, a lot of people don't like Spectre either. Um, and there was a theory that had come out recently from my friends at the James Bond complex about, um, the fact that maybe the producers alternate roles as principal producer on films. So it's Barbara, one film, Michael, the other film, Barbara, the next film, etc. You kind of see that interval happening in the films casino royale was very strong quantum of solace less so skyfall is kind of strong specter less so um but you can also see that quantum and specter both suffer from script and plot uh issues and like i said we'll get the specter eventually next episode will absolutely be skyfall i do have notes on that and then when i rewatch specter we're going to put together some notes for that as well 
Um, I know that she probably has the same concerns as me in regards to Spectre uh, in the same way that we both have the same arguments and same concerns for Quantum. So we're both like-minded um, in that regard. Uh, but it's always good to hear her opinions on things and, and uh, hear what she has to say. So uh, special thanks to my wife who is contributing to this uh, exceptional new series called That's What She Said. Thank you very much for listening. Take care. And thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Intrepid 007 podcast. Please, if you're not already doing so, follow us on Instagram at 007 underscore Intrepid. I'm also on WordPress. You can see my blog there at intrepid007.wordpress.com. Of course, you're listening to this podcast. You're obviously listening to us either on SoundCloud or via iTunes or Spotify. Tune in next time. The Intrepid 007 podcast will return.